This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Batter Welcome back to A Pot of Their Own. This is episode 92 of A Pot of Their Own, and we are live here at City Field. I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Linda Cervich. Hello, Linda. Hey, Allison. And Maggie Wiggin. Hi, Allison. And we are joined by friends. We are joined by Brian Salvatore, Michael Drago, Thomas Henderson, Michael's mom's here. We got Jesse here. We got friends. So we're all here at City Field live. We're about to go to our first game as a potto in quite a long I mean, time. Ever, Maybe I ever. No. Yeah. Yeah, I was always late down. You're getting the latent. You're getting the latent. Uh, plain volume here everyone so you know it's authentic but yeah we've never actually sat together i'm very much looking forward to it i'm really excited i probably won't have to like go after y'all with wet wipes and like buy you an extra ice cream because you dropped your first one i mean you might yeah i, mean, I, I would no promise i would out of goodness <laughs> of my heart but not because i really had to or you would never let me hear the end of it so that's the difference 
Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm so excited that we're here. Um, Tyler McGill is pitching today, so that was kind of one of the topics of conversation I was thinking of bringing up. So what are everyone's early takes on Tyler McGill, New York Met? Tyler McGill. McGill, Tyler, Tyler, McGill, New York Met. I mean, he's fine, I guess. (laughs) Um, I mean, he's done a lot better than I assumed he would when he came up. I Um, didn't do the reading, so. (laughs) (laughs) He's very medium. Solid. Very medium Tyler McGill. Thomas, what's your Tyler McGill take for the pod? We have our minors guy here. Well, I wasn't a huge fan of him. But (laughs) as I've said on the other podcast, like, he really earned his way up here because he was good. Like, he was actually good. And I think he's a major league caliber player. I don't think he's a starter. I think he's probably a reliever because he goes about four innings and then flames out in the fifth every time. So hopefully he doesn't do that today. But if he's like Robert Gesellman on a cheap contract for a few years that's fine with me really depending like where the system is at that's what they need and uh we could use a robert gazelman replacement considering we don't currently have robert Robert gazelman so if he's literally robert gazelman that's probably fine other than mcgill starting we have the regular lineup today pretty much which is very exciting no one's sitting we've got conforto we've got mcneil um, no, we do not have my mans. Oh, we don't Excuse have J.D. You. Davis. We don't have J.D. Davis. <laughs> any minute now, any minute now, he's going to be walking onto that field, Linda. Any minute, I promise. Linda just missed him. He's, like, almost back. He's I almost know. back. <laughs> I think he's getting an RBI double for Syracuse. Yes, that's very good. So he's doing stuff. Yeah, J.D. Davis is essentially the last position player back. We had updates on um, Carlos Carrasco as well as Noah Syndergaard. So Carlos Carrasco, in theory, is supposed to be back by the end of the month slash early August, which is good. They just have to hold out until then. And then Noah Syndergaard probably not back until September, in which case I wonder what they'll do about that. Like, in September, obviously, we we might we'll, – we'll see what the standings are like then, but I'm curious about how they handle that because when you have a starting pitcher who's been out all year who hasn't – pitched until September like do you use them out of the bullpen do you I wonder what their needs will be at that point I do think it's going to come down a lot to the needs but I I think you have to start him in the bullpen I think that's where you're going to get the best performance out of him and do the least you know put the least pressure on that arm which is this has been a journey for that Tommy John it has been it has been a long time, so it gives him a chance to ramp up. And, you know, maybe he absolutely blows everyone away and he squeaks his way onto the onto the postseason roster, she said, jinxing everything. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Knocked on all the wood that is not here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a no-brainer unless they are in dire straits, which would also not be hugely surprising. Yeah. I feel like if the Mets do make a move at the deadline, it probably would be for pitching. For starting pitching, so the bullpen would probably be, especially with Castro kind of looking iffy right Ugh. now. And Castro might be a st- sticky substance vict- victim, yeah. folks. Unfortunately, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I, and you know, I love Miguel Castro Birdland. as a former as a former Oriole Met crossover. You know, I love my Orioles Mets crossover content, but Miguel Castro might be a sticky substances victim. Some of our sticky boys are going to make it. They just <laughs> some, of our sticky boys. some of our sticky boys are going to make it. They just need to adjust, don't we all? 
<laughs> and, you know, Castro will figure out his business. I wonder if relievers need less of an adjustment or, than the starters, or if that's not the case. I don't know. Well, the shorter stints? I don't Brian, know. Brian, would you yeah. like to chime in? Brian's input. <laughs> Brian has a take here. My thought on that is that if you're a starter, you have to be used to pitching through lots of different circumstances, and so you can't be as dependent on one pitch or on one type of pitch. You have to have, you know, there's just more to your game when you're a starter. When you're a reliever, you come and you do your thing, and if your thing is sticky stuff dependent, I don't see how you can still do your thing. Yeah, I agree with that. That's yeah. probably true. That's probably true. I was thinking about, like, Garrett Cole and, and Trevor Bauer and the other guys that are very high profile as far as the sticky stuff, but it does make sense that relievers might suffer even more, even if it's not as prominent in, you know, the news, so to speak. But, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I also feel relievers are probably hard to judge because they're so volatile anyway. So you're never going to be able to say, like, that was a sticky substance guy. Like... Except for Araldus Chapman. Who hundred and fifty percent sticky boy. Who who I will use this as a segue, who is named to the all-star team, and guess who is not named to the all-star team? Taiwan Walker or Edwin Diaz. Ooh, we hate that. We hate it, folks. Jacob deGrom was obviously named to the all-star team, and if he he has already indicated that he likely will not pitch, um, but probably yeah, apparently, oh, he's yeah. Not going. Uh, Thomas says he's not even going. He has plans that weekend. <laughs> Sorry, kind of late notice. <laughs> Whoops. Now, this is so unexpected. Guys, I can't I can't tell the whole group text that I'm not going. I'm not going out that night. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jacob DeGrom is apparently not even going to Colorado, which is understandable given the issues he's had this year. You don't want to make any of that worse. I think he knows that he potentially is putting the season in jeopardy if he pitches that uh, pitches that all-star game. So um, I'm spending the entire break in a hot tub mm-hmm. and sleeping 14 hours a night. Yep. Well, I want two small children, though. Yep. They can be relocated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, so as the fact that Jacob deGrom is the only all-star representative from the New York Mets, uh, if he doesn't go, there's a potential that they might have zero all-stars, which would be really sad. But as Jacob deGrom drops out, since he's given them plenty of notice, they will likely replace him on the roster. And it's it's potentially true that Taiwan Walker will be a one-to-one replacement of Jacob deGrom, which would be pretty cool. I think Taiwan Walker, more than anyone else on the Mets other than deGrom, deserves the nod. And I'm kind Kind of upset that he didn't get it to begin with. Um, Walker is my dude, and he deserves it so much. Um, and if he does make the All Star team, I will buy his jersey, not the All Star jersey because it is hideous, but the regular kind. Um, yes, so so deserving. Taiwan Walker, send that man to the All Star team. The All Star jerseys are indeed trash, <laughs> along with most of the City Connect uniforms. Uh, disappointingly, so I would say, and kind of in the same vein, um, they are the worst jerseys since the white on white players weekend yes. jerseys. Among the worst ideas ever imagined. Graphic design is my passion. Wait, so if Pete goes to the home run derby, does he have to wear those jerseys yeah. too? Yes, he does. Yes, he sure does. Where the weird like. Like the weird British footballing tourist jersey, it does. It looks like it looks like the collared soccer jersey, like old dudes wear when they're at the pub in England. Well, it's very. I, bizarre. I get that they had to repurpose the Atlanta jersey and make it different. Colorado. Yeah, but, like, but it the wasn't style really good of the for jersey. Atlanta. It looks like, but then also the graphics look like something I made in MS Paint. Um, 
So <laughs> I feel like they could probably have done better on that. You know, it's like they were given enough notice, I feel like. It's not like they just moved the All-Star game a week ago. Like, no, I know. And the, I speaking know. of MS Paint, the, the, so the City Connect jerseys, the Giants ones just came oh, out today. And they literally <laughs> look like the spray paint tool of MS Paint. And I'm like, you couldn't do better than this? I get you're trying to indicate, I get you're trying to do the whole fog thing. It doesn't really work in my opinion. It makes me very nervous because as you guys know, I am a black jersey enthusiast and I'm really excited and the word oh. is that the black jerseys <laughs> are going to be the City Connect. Um, oh. you know, and I'm very nervous. I have planned my entire Mets budget this summer around a Francisco Lindor black jersey and if it's trash, I'll be very disappointed. Michael and I were discussing this recently, and we are we are in the anti-black jersey contingent, but that too. said, I am hoping that if that is the case, I mean, we already know they're bringing back the black jerseys regardless, but if it is the case that it's a City Connect jersey, they're bringing it back, doing this whole big thing, I do hope they do a different take on it in some capacity. I hope that they do something a little different than just exactly the black jerseys that they used to wear. I hope that they bring something different to the table, because then it'll at least be like, something fun and novel while also hearkening back yes. to the Mets history. Well, as you know, I mean, that is my, that's why I like the black jerseys, because I like jersey novelty. Well, yeah. as Thomas and Jesse know, um, they did something similar in hockey where they did the reverse retro, where they bought back old jerseys and then they updated them. So, like, the Rangers had the Liberty, and they bought them back and updated them. So, like, they could potentially do that with the black jerseys, and maybe I won't hate them so much. I, I am I am waiting for the jury to be out to see if I will hate them. Two words. Mercury Mets. <laughs> Bring it back, Mercury Mets. Bring back the Mercury Mets. Something about the Mercury Mets. Yeah. Mercury Mets. Bring it back, guys. Oh, can we name the podcast title Mercury Mets? Mercury Mets. I'm for it. I'm for it. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm just so excited to be back. I mean, I know that this isn't my first game back at City Field, but I'm excited to be with you all here. Yeah. Definitely. The place to be. It's Thomas's first game back. Thomas, tell us about your feels right now. We have some feels. It, it's kind of weird. Like, it's going to be like that for every big sporting event that I go back to, but it's like, oh, wow, I could go back to the stadium, and I'm just going to be there, and I'm going to be like, wow, live. Well, like, the Mets are probably not going to win if it's Brandon Woodruff versus Tyler McGill. Like, that's not exactly the best matchup in the world, but I don't really care. Like, I'll care about if they win, like, the next time I come, which will be, like, in a month. But, like, right now it's just being back here is pretty cool. Like, that's really it. And um, I, I'm usually a person who is, you know, not the biggest fan of the Subway series or, like, I just kind of wait for it to be over. But this year it was fun. Winning We like this one. <laughs> the, the Subway series is good when the Mets win my column. Um, I never said anything bad ever about the Subway series. <laughs> so this this past weekend was fun. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it did it did very much feel like a baseball is back moment. Um, to have, you know, the, the Subway Series back, especially with the Mets winning in Yankee Stadium and, you know, really taking it to the Yankees, which was pretty Stomping awesome. Stomping in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, they... they gave them a good hard spank. That they, was awesome. They kicked their butts pretty hard. I mean, they didn't sweep, but that's okay. They Two out of three is perfectly fine with me. That was really fun. Um, so let's hope that... Especially the, with Chapman blowing it. That was the extra, oh, Yes, like, chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. <laughs> Chef's kiss, Chapman blowing it. Um, so let's hope that that's more an indication of the Mets that we're going to see moving forward. Um, well, Nimmo completely changes the lineup. I, I think agree. That's yeah. important. I agree. He looks 
great. Yeah. I do. I, I kind of gave them a hard time for pushing him back a few more days and saying like, oh, this is not a setback. And I was like, yeah, right. This is literally a setback. But <laughs> if, if he just didn't feel like he was in a rhythm yet and they kept him in the minors till he could get in a rhythm and now he's in the rhythm, I take it back and I apologize because he looks great. And that's really nice to see. And it's no surprise, like, having him hitting now, Lindor suddenly hitting, Pete suddenly hitting. Like, he just completely overhauled the entire life. Because McNeil, uh, God bless McNeil, but. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have a question for Linda specifically here, which is that if JD is truly on the way back. No, no. Who do you see as the roster move? To get to, to get him back into the lineup, do you see it as Peraza? Do you see it as a bullpen piece? Like how how do you get JD Davis back into this twenty six man roster? I would say just IL Castro and then problem solved. But yeah, does Peraza have options? No. No, but I'm not sure if he signed one of those funky minor league deals where he has certain opt out times throughout uh, the season. Peraza. Yeah, yeah, Peraza just reached five years of service time, so he could refuse to go down. Oh. So they would have. He's prob. I doubt he's going to be like, yeah, I'll go hang out on a terrible Syracuse team for like two months. He's just going to say no. So you're probably going to have to so DFA you're gonna him. Have to, yeah. yeah. Um, is Peraza that big of a loss? Because now VR's back. It's true. I think the question is um, Peraza versus, I guess, Billy McKinney is sort of the other possibility. Yeah. And he has not looked. Yeah, he has. They caught lightning in the bottle for like a month. I I, I made him uh, LR for a while, but I don't know. So so the Mets could get creative and make McNeil the fifth outfielder and DFA McKinney. But I don't think they want to do that with McNeil, ha- McNeil having the hamstring thing. Yeah. That's probably what I would do if he was healthy. Just kind of put him in left on those days when you really need them. And then you could have VR play second and JD play third. You could kind of have fun roster management because the team is very versatile for the first time in a long time. But, like, McKinney's just kind of bad probably, and so is Peraza. But you're going to lose Peraza because you're going to have to DFA him and some bad team is going to claim him. Oh, yeah, but they also have Guillerme, too, so Peraza yeah, is kind of redundant uh, yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. My only, my only piece of keeping Peraza is that I think Peraza's skill set is more likely to continue throughout the season, whereas I feel like Billy McKinney was going to give you, let's say, you know, 12 home runs and a 280 batting average over the course of a couple of at-bats a week over the course of a season. We got all of that in his first six <laughs> weeks as a Met. I, I, I think we've, he's probably given us almost all he can, and we, maybe it's time to just cut bait there. 
And they do have Pilar and Elmora. I mean, and McKinney did this already oh, yeah, with Elmore's the. Already yeah, gone, Elmore yeah, Elmore went down. <laughs> McKinney did the same thing with he the come back, with the yeah. Brewers. Like he was hot for like two weeks, hit like what he did here, and then was just terrible when the league figured him out. When they were like, "Oh, he can't hit a fastball." Okay, throw that, and that's what happened because that's how it is. I think the 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 thing that I would keep Peraza for is he seems to be one of those guys who really can get up ice cold and just hit a dinger. Yeah. And I think a lot of really good teams have that guy on their bench who if you really just need someone to step up and maybe hit a dinger, that's your guy. Although VR could kind of be that guy too if he's not playing every day. If you put JD in and over VR. I mean, I would take him as like the better hitter overall. Yeah. Um, And if I needed somebody to like get on base or make something happen, VR would probably be my pick. But like just for for the power off the bench, he just while not being an excellent hitter, seems to be the kind of guy who can just do that. I agree with that. That's kind of what I was going to say, because I feel like Billy McKinney and Jose Peraza actually in the current state of the team fill almost the exact same role in the sense that they don't hit often, and when they do, it's for extra bases, weirdly, which is not actually Jose Peraza's M.O., but it's been his M.O. this year. Um, So, like, I don't know what's going on with Jose Peraza being, like, a low-average doubles guy, but that seems to be his M.O. right now. Um, And that's kind of what Billy McKinney had been doing. But that's Billy McKinney's M.O. more than it is Peraza's M.O. But that's kind of, like, your your pinch hitter off the bench late in a game where you need a, a double up the gap. Who are you putting up? Like, that's kind of, they're kind of serving the exact same role and just one's an infielder and one's an outfielder. My only addition to that is that with Peraza being right-handed, maybe that's a maybe that doesn't help as much because the majority of the league pitches right-handed, and so having a lefty off the bench is a useful thing. But also, if you have Almora in the minors who can be brought up, you have an outfield option that can that can be called up as opposed to I don't know if you're going to need another infielder necessarily, you know, to for for Peraza. Well, and let's face it, this is going to be a totally moot conversation when somebody tears an oblique, like, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it is an interesting, it's definitely an interesting question about what they do once J.D. Davis is activated. It's kind of like the last position player roster move they have to make. Um, but then they'll have the team fully back healthy. Hopefully. <laughs> like healthy and the position player Again, side, not, not on, on wood, the pitching side. I never thought that they it would happen. Yeah. I, I, I never thought I'd see the see day coming. Yeah, and I mean, the the nature of this is such that with Peraza and McKinney, we're talking about fearing losing these guys, but the nature of injuries across the major leagues is such that you will lose them because other teams need these players, these types of players, so desperately. And, you know, but with the Mets, it's kind of just like they served. We just have to think about the fact that they served their role while they were on the team, and now it, that role is no longer needed. Wait, is Nito back? Nito is back. Nito's back. Yeah, okay. Nito's back. He caught one of the games of the doubleheader. So did they send Mazigo back down? Yes. Okay. Yes, Mazigo's back down now. Sorry, I missed the whole weekend game. <laughs> so, so I'm so did you, Oh, did you know that Sean Reed Foley is dead? I saw he's on the IL because he need Tommy John. <laughs> no, he okay. has elbow inflammation, but that's still not not, not great. great. Yeah. So, um, the 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 uh, I am worried about the state of the uh, the long relief bulk bullpen situation. Because we don't have Gazelman, we don't have Reed Foley. 
if Carrasco comes back, that's McGill's role. Yeah. True, true. But that's like, a big if right huge now. If. Huge if. <laughs> and it's not like you want to lose him for the higher leverage situations, but Lugo can give you length when you need it. And that's, you know. Oh, do we have a disagreement? So, he used to be able to, but now he hasn't yeah, shown Allison that this year at all. Ears. Like, like <laughs> I, I really want him to because they need him to be able to do that. But he's been like a up, and then as soon as he gets back in the in the dugout, he's like, I'm done to yeah. Rojas. He's done that two or three times now, and that might just be a thing where he's just coming back and he's warming himself up to it, and then he could do that in two three weeks. Maybe that's what he is now, and he's he's a still good reliever that way. But you just got to find someone who could go multiple innings if you're going to do that because that's needed now. So far, Edwin Diaz has impressed me. Like, both times that he's had to get multiple inning saves, he's done it. Brody yeah. Like, yeah, Brody. God forbid. Brody Van Wagenen was like, never can we do this. And now. The city will burn to the ground and he seems if you bring to be, Edwin Diaz in early. He seems to be doing it just fine. With Lugo, I think it's kind of a situation where it's like. I get why they're being they're being cautious with Lugo because he's coming off the other injury in addition to his UCL always, you know, hanging in the back of everyone's minds. But at the same time, let's go Mets! But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, you kind of want that to be a sure thing that you know you can at least have in your back pocket with Lugo when you're in the playoffs. Because the, we're thinking about the playoff bullpen and Lugo being able to throw two innings is absolutely essential to this team having a successful playoff run. Essential. Let me just say, Noah Syndergaard, two inning specialist out of the bullpen oh, in the playoffs. Oh, that would be beautiful. Oh, oh God. He, he did it in 15. He did. He, did. he absolutely and did. He looked great. And that is sort of kind of a dream outcome for what, you know, the pitching could look like at the end of the season is him being this absolutely killer bullpen weapon and you know who knows who else will have to work with also um you know peterson and the world that he is he 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 could be a left a left-handed specialist out of the bullpen that would be fine um but you 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 get to have so many pieces to move around and that's that's really exciting I really would love to just like glimpse into the future and see Loogie David Peterson, the hero. That would be so good John to me. John Neese kind of was in Yeah, 15. John Neese was that. That was John Neese. Like, if we were like. He had a big strikeout of somebody in 15. I forget who it was. Is it Rizzo? You might have been. I think it was Rizzo. I think Rizzo. it was Rizzo. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. where'd go, John, John Neese? I want David Peterson to be that guy. Because then you, if you have if you have Carrasco back, then you have, you know, do you have Jacob DeCrom, Marcus Stroman, Taiwan Walker, and Carlos Carrasco? That's not a bad playoff rotation at all. At all. So, you And know. also May. God, I love May. Trevor but, May. Uh, he's been so volatile. I don't know. He's been good again. He's been, yeah. he's, he's been up and down, but that's just sort of, I, I don't feel like he's a hu- an enormous outlier in terms of his volatility yeah, from like most true. decent relievers. It does go back to disappointment in uh, in Castro being bad again now, but um, which which was part of the bullpen being so solid early. But Seth Lugo being back does help mitigate that somewhat. And Drew um, Smith's not awful. No, no. Drew Smith has been solid. He's pretty good. I would yeah. I would give him a solid like B. B. Drew Smith's had, like, a banner couple of weeks, hasn't he? Yeah. He's yeah. been, like, one of the most reliable relievers of late um, out of that bullpen, for sure. Um, so, yeah. Should we – what what topics else do we have on the docket? I don't – I think I'm out of 
I'm out of Mets. Oh, oh right no, now. we have like breaking news that we saw Donnie Stevenson. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. For the, uh, the you guys won't hear this probably until Wednesday, but and we're co- recording this on Monday, July 5th. But uh, we were in the parking lot waiting for the group to arrive, and Donnie Stevenson, the, the actor, Donnie the Steve- actor that plays Donnie no, Stevenson, no, the real Donnie it's Stevenson. The I'm, Donnie sorry. Stevenson. I'm sorry, it's actual Donnie Stevenson, the real guy. <laughs> Um, he he was walking in his in his cut off crop top, um, the jorts with the jorts and just flexing like flexing in the full parking on lot, flexing. full on flexing. And it was just a thing that happened, and we were we were we are all witnesses. And that's just all I have to say about <laughs> the that. The City Field parking lot is a beautiful, magical place where anything is possible. Yes, anything is possible. Should we do like a mini walk off win segment for everybody? Um, is everyone's walk off win just this? The <laughs> pretty <laughs> much different. Yeah, Thomas says that's mark, a plus one. Mark him down for City Field. First game back at City Field is his walk off win, which definitely yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think any any walk off wins, Michael. Oh. Well, obviously being here is lovely with all of you, but especially being here with my mother for the first time I've been to a game with her in quite a while. And she was listening for the first like 15 minutes of this, and then she's like, I don't understand anything that's going on, and she <laughs> went to go to her car. But um, it has been a while since I've been to a game with her. Uh, She insists that she's been to, that she has not been to City Field. I vehemently disagree with that. Uh, Regardless, this is the first game we've been to together in quite a while, and uh, that makes me happy. So, yeah. Maggie, do you have a walk-off win to share? Um, I do, have, and it's a non-Mets walk-off win, uh, which is that yesterday was Thomas's birth. Not Aww. this Thomas, my Thomas's birthday. He turned seven, and like we had a we had a party for him the day before with some friends. But then, like the day of the birthday, we just sort of were gonna play it by ear, and we took the Metro North train down to Grand Central. Uh, there was a disappointment as to the toy store being closed down there, so. I took everyone's temperature, metaphorically, and we decided to walk to FAO Schwartz and had like a killer hour at FAO Schwartz. I got out of there for a reasonable amount of money, amazingly. And then we watched the whole Mets game and watched them win and got just the most amazing Dominican birthday cake. And then for the first time, the kids stayed awake for the fireworks. And we just, you know, nine o'clock, we, the, I took them in their PJs and we just like walked around to the other side of the block where there was a block party and like big ass legit fireworks. And they loved it. And they were so good and so sweet in their little PJs. And it was just like the perfect, I, I felt like I had just, that was like a cherry on top of the Sunday, like perfect birthday for Thomas, who has had a really hard year and needed that win. And yeah, I'm so proud of him. Happy birthday, Thomas. You're not going to listen to this, but if you do, I love you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Thomas. Happy birthday to Thomas. That's awesome. I, I you, you spurred on my walk-off win because I, um, I have a birthday-related walk-off win as well. Um, it was one of my best friends from college. It was her 30th birthday. Um, it was actually on Saturday, but on Friday night, we had a big surprise party for her, and she was completely surprised. Aww. We came from all over friends she hadn't seen since before the pandemic um, and it was kind of like the first time she was seeing a lot of those folks and so um, we all gathered at Constitution Yards which is a beer garden in Wilmington Delaware um, we, we, we kept the ruse going for weeks one of our one of her roommates almost ruined it because she was like because uh, she was like why are you cleaning the house and she was like you know like like Allison and Michael are coming to stay she goes why and she was like um never mind <laughs> I just want to clean I, they were just stopping by 
why? Because of reasons I go. Oh. And, and, and like Sarah, bless her heart, was just like, oh, okay. Like she didn't suspect anything, even though her roommate almost spilled the beans and she got to Katsuzushi Yards. We all yelled surprise and it was just like so happy and she was so surprised and so happy. So that is my walk-off win. It's getting to surprise my friend for her 30th birthday and a lot of friends reuniting that hadn't seen each other in quite some time. Um, my walk-off win will be today. Um, I haven't seen you guys in like over a year, yeah. if not longer. Um, Allison, you moved to DC. So yes, I moved to DC since the last, last time I saw you. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's like we've—I don't think we've ever recorded a pod where I can see your faces like we did. That's so true. Well, we did like ours, we did the cookie but... tasting and stuff. So it's it's been when we did the the um. Dollars for dinger. The dollars for dinger. Twenty nineteen yeah. dollars for dingers. That was, that was, that was a, a fundraiser. Yeah. And that was a different time. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. That was a fine day though, and I hope we can do that again. Although we we hope we will do that. Again. We will. Yes. We will have twenty twenty one dollars for dingers live for you guys, and we're figuring that out. And we will launch the official dollars for dingers for our one hundredth episode, which is only eight episodes away. But we will have uh, everything planned out by then. We'll figure it out. But uh, unfortunately, the death of McKellar is uh, is get is putting yeah. a wrench in those works a little bit. But do, worry not, we will find an alternate location, and we will do live dollars for dingers again. But uh, yeah, that was the last time that we kind of all like sat in the same room together and like recorded anything yeah. or like did anything so for the I would add if any of y'all have like a city adjacent sports bar that you love that you think would host dollars for dingers drop us a tweet and let us know because we would like to know that yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely so yeah, this, yeah it's really I'm really happy to be here and um, Brian do you have a walk-off win so uh, yesterday was the first time since the pandemic that I've done something like uh, culturally at all. So I went to the cloisters for the first time. I've never oh, been to the cloisters before. So I was. Uh, friends of mine, friends of ours met us there, and we did the cloisters. And we walked to the Hudson and got some food and some. I drank some tequila, and it was lovely. And uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so so drinking tequila outdoors was a, was a lovely way to spend my Saturday. Uh, so I had not been to like a museum or a concert or a film or a play or anything. I really like all that uh, artsy fartsy stuff. So it was fun for me to be in a museum and feel the slightest bit normal again. And uh, if I have to wear a mask to do that, I am totally cool with that. That is fine by me. So it was just nice to feel a little bit of normalcy yesterday. And being here with y'all is, of course, the ultimate walk-off win. But, you know, I'll throw some Cloisters love too. Anyway, it was good talking to everybody from uh, live from the City Field parking lot. We got to get inside and enjoy the game. Mets Brewers, hopefully they win. Cross your fingers for us, although if you're by the time you're hearing this, you will know the results of this game, but we, we don't know it right now. Um, so, But in the meantime, you can go to AmazingAvenue.com, check out all of our fantastic content. We've got analysis, we've got game recaps, we've got morning news posts, we've got a trading, um, a trade targets piece coming up pretty soon uh, where we're going to talk about various um, moves that the Mets could possibly make at the deadline, so wait for that. Um, you can follow Amazing Avenue on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Amazing Avenue. You. you can follow this show on Twitter at a pod of their own. You can email the show aa.apodoftheirown at gmail.com. You can also follow each of us on Twitter. I am at Petit PhD. Where are you, Linda? At Linda Service. You, Maggie. At Maggie162. 
you can follow all of us on Twitter. Follow the show. Please subscribe to the podcast, Amazing Avenue Audio, wherever you get your podcasts from. Rate and review the show. It really helps people find it. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets, live from City Field. Uh, and don't forget, there is no crying in podcasting.